Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. In the beginning of a sitting period, it can be uh, good to establish your intention. Meaning we sit down for so many different uh, reasons. During our life or during the day, it could be you sit down to eat, or sit down in your car, on the bus, or sit down on the toilet, sit down in your room, on a bench. So what's this... Uh, current sitting about. So you put your body into a certain posture. It can be good to remind yourself uh, what's the deal here. So what's the uh, intention? And in some ways the intention is very simple. We're basically sitting here doing nothing. And in doing nothing still, the body is breathing and performing all kinds of involuntary functions of digestion and this and that. The mind is secreting thoughts. (laughs) Different waves of emotion are wafting about. But we're really just sitting here doing nothing and then uh, doing our best to be present, to know what it is to be a human being. So to be connected to this body-heart-mind process and tuned into that and uh, be able to understand through direct investigation and awareness uh, what's, what's the story here with life this human life. So it's pretty simple in some ways and yet uh, not necessarily easy uh, to do this in a continuous way. But for those of you who might be uh, new, if you can just feel yourself connected to the ground, just feel the solidity or pressure temperature, connected to the cushion, chair, floor, and that you've already practiced mindfulness. So just knowing just as it is what is in this moment, known through the body in this case.
So the body is a very helpful uh, anchor for us, a helpful place to rest our attention. And uh, for today and uh, the day of tomorrow, so we'll be focusing in collecting the attention, giving the attention to the experience of the body. And for most people who don't have a profession that involves uh, being connected to the body all the time, uh, this could be a new thing. We usually spend more time in the world of our thoughts, in the world of our imaginings. So here we're very simply in some almost primal way of connecting to the animal experience of aliveness that we often overlook and feel is not profound or spiritual or not important. So here we'll allow it to be important, we'll allow it to be central in some way attention to this animal form. And it's as simple as feeling, you know, what is the, the sense of being hot or cold at the moment? And is it different in different parts of the body? <coughs> so you could notice now even, yeah, where's the warmest parts that you notice in the body? could be when there's contact with the ground or covered with clothing. And even as you attend to that, it could be changing, becoming cooler (coughs) or changing in the experience of heat or warmth. notice what's the coolest part of the body. It could be the parts that are exposed to the air. And even as you tune into that, you could notice that also changing. So not being one uniform experience of coolness or temperature. So as we take our intention to be present with the experience of the body, it helps also to uh, intentionally relax a little bit. Sometimes there's ways in which we are holding or even from thinking that we're doing something, we're doing meditation, we could become uh, somewhat unnecessarily tense. So I feel like you can take a deep breath in and as you exhale, Try to relax any muscles around the shoulders that might be holding tightly. 
breath in. As you exhale, you can try to relax any muscles around the jaw that might be holding. You can take another deep breath in. As you exhale, try to relax any muscles around the eyes or anywhere else in the face that might be holding. Just bring attention to the body breathing, just sitting here. If there's anything else to be relaxed in the body, even in the innards or the way it's being held, you can do that also on exhale. You can just notice that the body is breathing. Wherever it's easiest to feel this, you can feel the entirety of the body expanding and contracting. It could be it's more noticeable around the chest area or in the belly. Or just feeling the whole body in a spacious way and noticing the movement that happens from the body breathing itself. (coughs) So if it helps with connecting with intimacy this aspect of our life, of our bodily life. We can also use our mind as our ally. So some people like to very lightly label the mind uh, what they're noticing. So breathing in, breathing out, or just in, out. So not using this as a command, but kind of a framing of what you're noticing, helping the attention to stay connected. Likewise, then, if you find the attention has gone to the field of thinking or planning, dreaming, you can just notice that. It's actually very fine and natural. And in the noticing, you could even uh, label that in the same way. Thinking, planning, remembering. Notice how that's happened selflessly, without intention. As you notice it, it likely fades. And you can bring your attention back again to rest with the experience of the body breathing.
that's totally fine. However, many times that happens during practice. (coughs) It's all just noticing our human life too. As you bring the attention back again to rest with the body, you also notice if there's any tension again. Just gently try to relax again as you come back. So return with as much kindness and gentleness as you can.
just notice where your attention is. And you can always reconnect to the body breathing.
Good morning, everybody. Hope you got some sleep last night. And and that if you didn't, that you get some tonight. Um, It can sometimes be a settling in, I know. So a couple of um, practical things um, and practice things. Um, In the next sitting, which is at 11... Um, if you would like to, or thinking you might like to, do a renunciate gesture of handing in your mobile phone, um, please bring your phone to that sitting. Turn it off. Um, bring your phone, and at the door we'll have pieces of paper and pens. You can just write your name on a piece of paper. Bring that to your seat, and then near the end of the sitting, we'll have a, a, sh- a short ritual of... Um, you know, Anushka said yesterday, in the classic, in the monasteries, when you become a monk or nun, you make these gestures of letting go. You make these gestures of, I'm turning my heart and mind to do a particular kind of work here. We don't have the head-shaving ceremony here, or the robes, but we can do that with the places that many of us go to, um, which uh, the phones and the electronic appliances are a good, a good measure of that. So we'll have a, a small ritual gesture at the end for those who wish to do that. Um, it's not a big showy thing, it's quite simple. It's between you and your own heart of would this be useful for me? Not because I'm addicted to it, maybe, but just as a gesture that I'm, my whole body and mind says, yeah, okay, hand this over for this time. I've let the people know who care about me that I'll speak to them on Saturday. I've let them know... If there's an emergency, they can contact Gaia House. And now I want to place this, give this over, hand this over, so I can do a particular kind of work. So please do bring your phone if you wish, um, and we'll do that together. Any questions about the phone idea? Or computer, or whatever else you've got. You can hand over anything. Sometimes people give their car keys. Um, yeah, okay. um, they'll be kept in a safe yes, they will be locked away and they'll be returned to you uh, before you leave so that's between you check, check out now if you think that might be um, a practice for you um, in this afternoon after the 3 o'clock guided meditation um we will take some time to look at posture and how to set up the physical posture for sitting. Definitely for those who are newer, but for anyone actually, because to get a check on our posture, how we're sitting, how we're holding the neck, how we're holding the body, the legs, the arms, the spine, is really useful to, very useful to consider again and again in our practice. Because our bodies habitually sort of take shapes that reflect our mind and we can usefully work with that. Um, The other thing is, um, probably I'll do it actually during the walking, I'll recreate, If you, when you came yesterday you may have noticed there were two aisles here and here, very tiny aisles between the cushions so that people can kind of move around um, rather than hop over each other too much. So I'll try to recreate those little aisles roughly here. So when you come back in, you'll see them and they'll help us um, navigate the room together. Okay. Um, 
So the next uh, thing on the schedule you see is walking. And this is an equally important practice that we'll have on a retreat, the sitting and the walking. So even though you might see mostly these statues of Buddha sitting, uh, there are actually some schools of statuary of Buddha walking too. Do we have one in the walking room? Stand, stand. Standing. Standing, okay. Yeah, standing also an important posture. We'll do that one too. But uh, walking is a yeah, very helpful um, practice both for the continuity of developing the attention uh, as well as uh, sometimes people come on retreat and think, well, how can I practice when I go back home or I want to jumpstart my home practice and... Committing to the walking practice is a really helpful way to develop a practice of presence that you can take into your daily life because we walk so much between your house and the tube or in your office or school or on the street or in the garden or anything like that. Uh, As well as it's a good uh, energetic balancing practice from just sitting. Uh, So... Do we do the sitting practice and then moves into the walking? And the recommendation would be to, um, in some ways, uh, hold each period, the morning period, afternoon period, evening period, as uh, its own kind of unit, if you will, um, during which you try to practice with as much continuity as possible. So going from the sitting to the walking, walking to the sitting, and so on. Uh, for those of you who have been on retreats a lot before, then you know maybe you could just take the whole retreat as one period too. But if that seems too much, then each kind of unit of period can be helpful to, to hold like that. If that seems too arduous or stressful, then it's okay. You could just take this in-breath itself as a <laughs> thing to pay attention to, or this one step. So, uh, But the continuity is helpful of, of sitting to walking, sitting to walking, and can build a powerful momentum of presence and of collectedness that can be very uh, beneficial. So like the, the sitting, the walking is uh, basically just what it uh, describes. Like you're going to walk, and you're going to walk um, back and forth. So not going for a walk. There's time in the afternoon for you if you want to do that. Uh, and in the walking back and forth, we're just tra- going to try to be present in the body in motion. So uh, we'll do a little demo here together. And um, if you like, you can begin unfolding yourself from your sitting, and we'll all come to standing. As you're doing that, you could notice what it feels like in the unfolding. And you just come to standing at the place or right in front of your place. You can do it maybe a little bit slower than usual, helps you to notice what it's like.
it could be that you notice your breath just from the habit of paying attention before. That's also fine as part of the body. You might not also notice some swaying or the fact that even if you're standing, you're not completely still. The body is balancing in different ways. So for this uh, practice, we'll keep the attention focused in the body and maybe primarily in the lower part of the body that's got more action in the walking. So we'll take one step in a kind of slow, exaggerated way. In order that you could shift your weight to one side and notice what it feels like as you're doing that, how the pressure is different. And then you can lift up your foot, move it forward, place it on the ground, <coughs> and naturally shifting the weight towards that one. And the back foot is already lifted up. You can feel what that's like. You can lift it up, moving, and then placing, coming to standing again. Then we'll take one step backwards, so shifting the weight to one side. Lifting up, moving backwards, placing on the ground. Feeling what that's like. And then again, lifting, moving, and placing. And we can notice again what it's like now in the body. Maybe there's more energy from it having taken that one step back and forth. Mm-hmm. 
helpful also to use this mental noting that I was talking about uh, with the sitting, where you can very lightly in the mind, breathing in, breathing out, noting what's happening. So in the walking, it would be noticing if you're moving faster, stepping, 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 like that, just to help frame what you're doing that as a command. And then standing, turning, this is all silent, of course. <laughs> and then if you're moving more slowly, you could do uh, lifting, moving, placing. And with each one, trying to notice as each one is happening, have the label there. So lifting, moving, placing. And just feeling whatever the sensations are that are coming for each of those steps. So I demonstrate that, uh, not because it's that much to look at, really, but really because, yes, the suggestion is that you walk slowly back and forth in a line. Uh, Part of the reason for that is that it helps to remember that you're practicing being present when you have an end point. Sometimes people ask, like, well, can I just go for a walk? Isn't that kind of the same thing? Or can I just walk in a circle? So this technique, this particular uh, way that we do it in this school of practice, the uh, punctuation points, you could say, of the beginning and the end are kind of to help you wake up. Because along the line of the walking, uh, it's highly likely that uh, at some point your attention will uh, divert from the attention of the body in motion. And if you were just going for a walk or walking in a circle, um, that could happen for a long, long time maybe 29 minutes or so, in half an hour period. So hopefully when you get to the end, you kind of remember, like, all right, this walking practice, and then come back, bring the attention back. So like with the sitting practice, this uh, can happen over and over again, and it's actually fine, you know, that the attention will go, and our practice will be to come back and yeah, allow the attention to, to settle in the body. So it's kind of more a positive positive sinking in of attention into the body rather than a negative blocking out of other things. And when the walking, you have to have your eyes open, um, so uh, different than the sitting with your eyes closed. But it's possible to keep your gaze yeah, maybe a little bit downwards, particularly if you notice yourself getting distracted by stuff. So there's something, uh, yeah, something helpful about allowing the attention to sink in, sort of being intimate with this activity of walking. Uh, that can be uh, helpful for the, the development of our collectedness and of our presence. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're in nature, you can enjoy feeling the breeze, or if you're outside, or uh, you can just notice if there's some draw to look at something, like spend time checking out that rabbit, or read that guy's t-shirt, or something. Notice. Now you could only catch yourself once you've been looking at the rabbit for quite some time, then remember, okay, meditation, goodbye rabbit, come back. (laughs) That's fine too, it's okay. Your hands, however you like to keep them, whatever's comfortable for you. And um, you can vary 
to start out um, a little faster, particularly if they've been feeling sleepy. Uh, if you've been feeling sleepy, which is a very common thing to happen, um, it could be good to do it outside. The fresh air can be good. But it's possible you could also vary the pace as the period goes on, and then if you like, you could slow it down uh, a little to feel what that's like. But you don't need to feel pressured by the pace of those around you to uh, walk exactly how they're walking. So you could feel what pace helps you to be most mindful, most present, and go with that. And during the walking period is a good time when the monkey mind <laughs> comes to uh, the forefront and has many suggestions, like I should go to my room and sort out my socks. Uh, should go have another cup of tea. Uh, should go count the number of trees in the yard, and so on. So you could notice that. Thank the monkey mind for the suggestion, and uh, I would suggest uh, beyond having to go to the bathroom. Or actually, this time you have the exciting instruction of bringing your cell phone uh, to the hall. But uh, otherwise, try to keep the monkey mind like. When it's uh, good behavior, take the monkey mind out walking. So likewise, you can actually walk, uh, do the walking practice, regardless of what mood you're in. So sometimes it's like the mind can complain, like this is boring, or uh, I'm grumpy, or um, I'm sad, or I'm hungry, or I'm uh, excited. it's helpful to notice that it's okay, this is walking with grumpy mind. This is walking with sad mind. This is walking with exalted mind. All of that is okay. So that's a possibility of knowing that and still uh, yeah, staying connected with the body, being intimate with that experience as well. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.